Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for Stock Market Podcast Globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And welcome to 2019. It wasn't the last quarter or last half of 2018 quite interesting with uh, volatility and everything that's going around in the world, you know, with uh, the Trump effect, I suppose, and that uh, fake news that he talks about all the time. I mean, obviously, um, you know, I don't need to remind you that 2018 was a pretty rough year for the Australian share market. Um, all the all audience index, as uh, we like to call it. Um, and we had heightened volatility, which uh, really did cause our market to react severely to news and announcement. Um, you know, we did have to endure that Trump effect, which is the world had to endure it, I suppose. Uh, those high tensions between the US and North Korea. I mean, you know, for a while there, we thought we might even be going into a war. Um, along with the China trade war with the US, um, both having big impacts on on not just the US market, but world markets and Australian market. And uh, it was one of those years where, you know, you'd probably like to forget a little bit. I mean, the Australian market was down, I think, about 7.4% for the year. So we, uh, and pretty much we were sort of heading downwards from about mid-2018, sort of from that sort of August-ish period. And uh, we also had to endure the endure the uh, Royal Commission with all the banks too. That was another big one. I mean, the banks all had their highs back, way back in 2015, back in March, April-ish uh, 2015, and they've all hit, you know, fallen over 30%. But that could be uh, signs that uh, they may be interesting uh, in, in moving forward over the coming months because I know the Royal Commission does finish uh, um, in January this year and obviously 2019. We're right at the start of 2019. So I, I thought I would really look back and see how the market performed um, in 2018 because interesting thing that I know, and I was only chatting with a journalist the other day and I said, oh, you know, 2019, it's, you know, 2018 was terrible. The market's looking terrible. Is it going to be bearish? It's blah, 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 blah. People are talking about crashes. People are talking about all sorts of things. But when you go to, or what I said to the journalists is, when you go to um, the ASX website and you have a look at some of the research that they do, or they've got a graph where they've actually highlighted the history, a whole history of the All Ordinaries Index and how many years that it goes up, how many years it goes down, and the percentage of those. So, you know, let's say out of the last 100 years, it's had 10 to 20% growth, you know, 35 times. It shows you those sorts of things. And what you know is generally the All Ordinaries Index doesn't have multiple years down, although it does do that sometimes, two or three years it can actually do that. I don't think this is one of them. Um, so we did have a bit of a down year. 
You've got to remember the All Ordinaries Index hasn't made a new all-time high, unlike the Dow and some other markets that have made new all-time high. The Dow's been making new all-time highs for a few years, and so the S&P 500 in the US. So we haven't done that, and we've been held back, mainly because of the banks, and that's really where, you know, whilst the banks had their highs back in March, April 2015, you can't tell me they didn't know the Royal Commission was coming and the heat was going to be put on them. So to me, there's an old saying that Buffett has, which is brilliant, it says, Buying doom, selling boom. And, uh, you know, it doesn't get much doomy than the Royal Commission for the financial sector of our market. So I think if the financial sector can get going this year, along with the metals and mining sector, which is pretty much BHP, very Fortescue, those sorts of things, if we can get that happening, then our market will do very, very, very well over the coming year. So, But the real question on everybody's lips now is, uh, what will we see the same trend continue in 2019? You know, that volatility, the uncertainty, etc. Now, looking back at how the market performed in 2018, uh, you'll see that it was quite a significant year with your Lord and his index down around that 7.4% that I mentioned. And we're heavily weighted, or the market is heavily weighted to sectors such as banks and materials, and they dragged the market down. That said, BHP and Rio have had periods of time where they're going up, but more recently, the last six months or more, they've come down, which has dragged the market down with it. Um, they, when they're going up and the banks are going down, that the fall of the market is lessened because of the, that happening. And we've also seen Telstra starting to move up the past few months, another big heavyweight on our marketplace. So whilst um, yeah, we've also seen, but we've seen some really good sectors performing, and I'll talk about those in a minute, but we've seen healthcare. That's actually soared. Now, out of the doom and gloom, we had a great Christmas New Year period with the ASX rising nearly 6% um, from the low on December the 20th. Now, I had originally those people who've been listening to my YouTube channel, Wealth Within TV, um, every Monday I put out an annual lords report or a market report on the Australian market. I also do one on the US market. So if you haven't seen my uh, YouTube recordings uh, um, more recently, or if you've never found them, please just go go to YouTube and then just type in Wealth Within TV. You'll find us. Make sure you subscribe to our channel so you keep up to date with uh, what we're doing. And I'm talking, I'm bringing up stocks and I'm talking about the market and what I'm doing. So, But what actually did happen in 2018, and, and as I mentioned just before, the Royal Commission really did come into full in effect uh, 2018. It really started in December 2017. And this pushed the big four banks down around 20% for the year with the financial sector itself down about 14.78%. Now, healthcare was the top performer and it was up about 17.3%. And you're looking at specific stocks, CSL was one of the best performers and uh, at one stage was up as much as 64% last year. But it only closed up about 30% for the year as, uh, as healthcare was one of the sector's hardest hit from the market fall. Um, interestingly, with CSL, and I did some research, I was on uh, Studio 10 last week on Channel 10. Uh, if you haven't seen it, again, that's on our YouTube channel, the video for that, and, and it's also on their website. If you go to Studio 10, you'll actually see that video there. I was talking about how to get into the market and a few other things. I've been a little bit more of a regular on Studio 10 lately, but I was chatting about CSL, and I said, if you put $5,000 into CSL the day it floated on the Australian Securities Exchange, or ASX, um, when the government floated it, and I think, I'm not sure whether it was 92 or 94, but around that period, you get my drift. If you put $5,000 into CSL then and just let it compound or just let it grow, not just actual growth, not dividends or anything else, 
you'd be a millionaire today. If you'd put all your money, or so put, put all your money, uh, if you'd put $5,000 into Commonwealth Bank when it floated, I think, 91, 92, uh, you would have growth of mid 50000 right now. If you'd put dividends into it, I haven't worked that out, but Combank pays constantly pays five to eight percent dividend yield and has paid lots of great dividends. So if you're reinvesting those into more Combank shares, there's no doubt in my mind you'd have at least seventy thousand, if a lot more. So that's not a bad little effort from five thousand dollars, is it? BHP, uh, well CSL, you would have averaged over the time it's been on our exchange. You would have averaged your averaged annual return. I worked it out. Uh, was around 36% per annum, and BHP is around about 20% per annum in the same time. So looking at great stocks, and this is why I find it interesting that people go, I want to trade specs or low-cap stocks because they be- offer better value, but, geez, you can't go past some great stocks, can you, like BHP, CSL, Rio, Fortescue, the banks. There's some great stocks in our marketplace. And, and I, I was saying to somebody last week, I said, you know, most people you know, want to be rich, but then they don't do what the rich people do. Rich people don't speculate like everybody else. You know, they don't go chase the wishful thinking type of returns like we've seen in Bitcoin a year or more ago, you know. And 14 months ago, I was talking about Bitcoin crashing and everybody else was saying it was going to go through the roof and everybody was making a lot of money. But Bitcoin's now wallowing in the dirt. And I've just seen you know, some promotions for some videos on YouTube saying, hey, why Bitcoin's going to take off this year? And they're trying to keep it going. And uh, really, there's nothing there for me in terms of um, doing that. But it was just a repeat of the tech boom, tech bust, you know, all sorts of things that I've seen over 25 plus years of helping people with this sort of thing. So, you know, to me, getting rich in the share market and making a lot of money out of the share market is really about getting good stocks and just keep compounding your return and keep doing it. Don't keep chasing hope or hope wishful thinking on when you're doing things. So, um, but as I said, let's get back to those sectors again. I mean, obviously, as we talked about, CSL was up, the healthcare sector was up. Um, Consumer discretion was the next one. It was up 9.6% for 2018. Quite a surprise, you know, because we're talking about consumer discretionary here and we're talking about retail spending is down and hard hit and retail's hard but yet consumer discretionary spending was up and as i said the that sector was up 9.6 percent the worst performers telcos telecommunications down 25 percent i mean pretty much telecom telecommunications that is telstra uh, running that sector now obviously more recent times it has been up it is looking a bit better i do believe it's finished that 275 low that it almost it had that's its all-time low. Um, but prior to Christmas, about three months ago, it did get pretty close to that, and it started to move up. But it's just taking a little bit of a slow start, so it could be one for you to look at um, coming through this year, 2019 and onwards. Long, good, performing stock. Uh, you got to remember, Telstra, whilst it's been a, a dog of a stock to own since it's floated pretty much most of the time, not all of the time, it's had some phenomenal runs in the middle, like uh, up from that original 275 lower, it's all-time lower, I think it rose like 160% over about 18 months, two years. Now, that's a good return. Um, and obviously, after it initially floated, it did very, very well for a while until float two and then float three. Um, and it's been pretty bearish since. So have a good look at that as well as, as a good place to be. Um, as I said, uh, energy, uh, sorry, telecommunications down 25%. Energy de- energy was down about 10.78% and utilities down about 10%. I still think energy is good. I still think healthcare is good. I think metals and um, mining materials is good. Uh, and I think telcos could be good because they've been working better, mainly because obviously I'm a bit more bullish on Telstra now than what I was this time last year. 
Um, so materials were down about 2.2% with the financials and materials making up nearly half of the S&P 200 or what they call the XJO. So half of the top 200 shares or nearly 50% of that is made up of the financials and materials. Now in the top 20 shares on the Australian market, about 11 of them are financial stocks. So we're very heavily weighted to financial in the US. It's very much technology, the S&P 500, about 25% weighting of that is technology stocks. So uh, when those FANG stocks and other technology stocks are falling, the S&P 500 is falling. Now, sectors I really do like in 2019, as I mentioned before, metals and mining, healthcare, consumer staples. Also, I like the financials, as I was saying a little bit earlier. I think the bad news for the banks is pretty much already out. Uh, and people don't invest in things that they're fearful of, and that's fearful of the unknown. Now, once the Royal Commission finishes, everything that was unknown is now known, and there's some solid ground to start working on. And if they've fallen 30-plus percent, which they have over the past year or two, um, and we, as I said, they, they fall around about 20% last year, the financial sector. So there is, it's going to go up because the banks are really good at making money. Uh, And so therefore, I think there's some really good opportunities there because good stocks don't stay down forever. And the banks have fallen since 2015, as I mentioned. So history suggests that another down year is highly unlikely. Banks don't go down for four years. It just generally doesn't happen. Uh, But at this point, there's still a little bit of uncertainty around the bank. So just be a little bit careful. Don't jump the gun too soon. Now, looking at commodity prices, iron ore opened the year around about $76 or US dollars a tonne and traded sideways for much of 2018 closing at around $71 or US dollars. Now, oil also had a volatile year, opening around 60 US dollars a barrel and reaching 76.9 cents on US dollars before falling heavily to close around 45 US dollars. Now, gold began around $1,305 an ounce and and it ranged up and down around 15% in price before finishing uh, the year around about 1,281. So a little bit down, not too much, a bit more sideways. You say, commodities, those sorts of things. Now, if we're seeing commodity prices rise, the Australian dollar rise, then um, we might see some really good stuff for BHP and Rio, etc. And a really good look at those to move through this year. So right now, I think the All Lords is looking more bullish. I did, if you're watching my YouTube videos, I did call the market thinking it was going to rise up into Christmas. Um, through December and through to the end of the first quarter 2019. It didn't do what I expected. It, it had its current low on the 20th of December, as I mentioned just before, and it's been a little bit bullish since. Now, the next week or two will tell us whether or how far we'll be bullish, but I do still do expect it to continue to rise through this first quarter, if not the first half of 2019. So I really do expect that to be a really good year for Australian shares. And really with the market rising up to probably around about 6,000, well, over through 6,000 through to 6,000, oops, sorry, I just banged my microphone, to around about 6,200 points. Now, if our market's going to break through that all-time high, which was set prior to the GFC, we really do need to see it really stay above those highs of the last few years and it'll stay way above uh, 6,000 points for two to three consecutive months. We really need to see it hold above that. And if we can see that, then we'll push through to make a new all-time high. Maybe maybe not this year, not 100% sure, but right now it is looking bullish and you don't really need to work out where to pick the top. You just need to protect the downside risk on your capital, which is what I teach people in my course all the time is, you know, nobody rings me you know, saying, hey, the stock I'm owning is going up, what do I do? They always worry, ring me when it's going down. I go, then they go, what do I do? Because they're losing money. So to me, let the upside handle, handle itself and make sure you protect the downside. So right now, I believe the lowest expecting is most likely in 
um, but not 100% sure. We've got to trade on confirmation, not speculation. And I believe all the market noise volatility will you know, sort of slowly weed itself out. And we've got some, a good run up through to 2020. And as I said, financials, materials, those sort of sectors, what I'm looking for. So um, it is a good looking year. And if you're, if you're really uncertain, if you've been worried about the market you know, over the last year and not really certain about what's going on, what you should be doing with your stocks, um, you know, how to react to the market, whether the market's bearish, is it going to crash? All of those sorts of things, and I've had a lot of people through emailing through Facebook because we have a Facebook page. If you haven't found it yet, just go to Facebook Wealth Within, um, and you'll start seeing articles and posts there. People are saying to me, "Oh, look, you know, the market's bearish. What do I do if I, my stocks are bearish? You know, I don't know what I'm going to do." If this is you and you're a bit worried about what's happening, then that's just telling you it's a big warning sign saying you don't know enough. Um, and looking at some simple education will help you. And my new book, which I launched last year, Accelerate Your Wealth, will help you. It will allay a lot of those fears and give you some structure and strategies around what you're doing and allow you to make some decisions that are smart decisions or wise decisions that will tell, stop you from panicking and being worried about things to being back into control. And that's really where you want to be because it's not what happens on the market that counts. It's what your plan is or what how you handle it. And it's one of the things I keep talking to people about is if you've got a plan and a process, then everything falls in a line. You don't need to fully understand what's going on with America and China and everything else. All you need to do is look at your portfolio and your stocks, protect that downside risk and let the upside happen. So if you're, as I said, you know, go out to the bookshops, buy my book. It's in all good bookshops in Australia and in the US. It's online. Accelerate your wealth. Go out there and get it. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, which is Wealth Within TV and our Facebook page. And if you've got questions, just post them. They're happy to answer them. Good luck, good trading, and I'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug, and I'm the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab.